We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. The following is a special KMOX sports presentation. Welcome to the Strike Zone. Powered by Graybar, your source for electrical and data communication products for more than 150 years. Now, the Strike Zone on America's Sports Voice, KMOX. Thursday night, KMOX Sports Open Line. That's right, the Strike Zone talking some baseball here this hour on Sports Open Line. Greg Damon sitting in tonight for you. Hope you're having a great time just like I am on this hot, hot, and I mean hot, Thursday night. It's also humid out there. Hopefully you're getting a little relief uh, in some AC and uh, hanging around, drinking some stuff, being cool. That's what I'm saying. Hey, this hour we're going to talk a little uh, baseball with uh, Bob Ramsey's going to join us here in just a few minutes. And then a little bit later, we're going to talk with Cardinals beat writer Rob Brains as well, the guru when it comes to uh, talking baseball. All sorts of great stuff going on. As I said earlier last hour, Hey, you know, the temperature's heating up. That means right here in St. Louis, that's when the bats start heating up and you're starting to see a lot of these guys uh, starting to hit for power. You're starting to hit, see them hit for average. Not only on top of that, they're starting to put guys on base and drive them home. Smart base running. Uh, Nolan Gorman's play the other night. We're going to get into that a little bit later as well. And uh, they're starting to manufacture runs, doing a little bit of the small stuff to make a uh, winning baseball team. So, you know, a little over the quarter of the way of the season, and uh, the Cardinals are starting to heat up. So good news for that. Uh, man, all across uh, Major League Baseball, you got uh, the Yankees trailing. Uh, well, the Red Sox are trailing the Yankees. Don't forget about uh, – how about Atlanta? Wow, are they hot or what? And uh, we're going to get into all that, of course, with uh, Bob Ramsey, also with uh, Rob Raines as well. Uh, tell you what, let's go ahead and uh, take a quick time out here. We're going to come back. We're going to get Bob Ramsey on the phone and uh, talk a little baseball. That's right. He's the voice of Billikens, but we're going to talk some Cardinal baseball. Stick around. Connect with KMOX on air, online, 1120 AM, 98.7 FM, KMOX.com. Welcome back, my friends. Sports open line on a hot Thursday night here in the heart of mid-America. Coming to you from KMOX tonight. Greg Damon sitting in the big chair. Hey, folks, Building the Future is sponsored by Graybar Electric, headquartered in St. Louis. It's a great place to work. And our good friend Bob Ramsey, that's right, he's the voice of the Billikens, but he's been kind enough to uh, hang out with us here on Sports Open Line tonight. Bob, thanks for joining us on the program. Good to talk to you. Thanks for calling. You, I escaped doing yard work. You're my hero. <laughs> well, it's too hot to do yard work, right there. That's exactly right. And and too humid. So you can. There's two excuses right there for you, Bob. 
Yeah, my wife wouldn't let me get away with the hot and humid though. So, yeah. but but you and KMOX, that's the that was the uh, that was the Trump <laughs> card I needed, and I, I I played the card. All right, well we're going to keep you on here a lot longer until it gets dark, and that way you won't have to worry about doing any yard work whatsoever. How's that? <laughs> See, that's a good teammate. That's a wingman right there. <laughs> that's right. Well, you know what? Speaking of wingman, we just had Earl Lawson Jr. on just a few minutes ago talking about uh, the NBA Finals. So, there you go. Fantastic, and Earl and I. On separate days, went and saw the first week of uh, uh, Billiken practice. And, of course, the Billikens you hear all year long right here on Campbell X. And uh, it's pretty exciting. But, like, I was telling somebody earlier today, I said, hey, if you're not excited about your basketball team, no matter who you are on the first day of practice, you're in the wrong business, right? right? So exactly. everybody should be fired up day one. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Hey, real quick, before I get into some baseball talk with you, I do have to ask yeah. you this. What do you what do you think of the transfer portal and uh, what happened here? You know, with uh, Yuri Collins in this transfer portal, and now he's back. Thank goodness he's back. Well, that was good. That would be my quote. Thank goodness he's back. The portal, you know, it's um, I think it's great. I mean that sincerely. Fantastic that athletes can get paid for the work that they do, for which their universities make big profits. Okay, I think it's great. I think that the NCAA, in fear of losing power with the big conferences, just let it go wide open with no governor or control over how things are going to be done, with no protocols, with no, um, you know, safety catches. Um, and, And it's out of control now. And. But And the funny thing is the NCAA is probably in a worse spot than they've ever been as far as losing their power over um, the high-level Division One colleges. Yeah, I, I agree. You know, for, for me, it's just like, oh, you know what? I didn't, uh, I didn't like to coach here. Uh, you know, I, had, uh, I didn't get as much playing time as I want. I'm just going to transfer. I mean, you know, sometimes yeah. you got to pay your dues. You know what I mean? Right, right. Um, and, and so, again – um, but I think there's got to be some rules in place, you know, especially when you add a COVID year on and, um, and you add on prep schools, you know, guys are, guys are juniors and they're 25 years old. I mean, it's a little bit wacky right now. On the other hand, it can be good for the game if instead of after his junior year, a guy wants to go in the NBA, but he's probably not going to get drafted and he, he's got to look for some other avenues, free agent, you know, to be a free agent signing, but maybe he can make a nice, you know, a pretty penny staying another year in college. And so he makes a little money and his game theoretically gets better. Sure. So there are a lot of benefits too. No, no, I agree hundred percent. Well, let's, uh, let's change it up a little bit, throw that change up down the middle here and talk a little Cardinal baseball. See what I did there. I, I did. The- I liked it. <laughs> and I was, I'm swinging way out in front. You got me. <laughs> Bob Ramsey, uh, the voice of Billikens, joins us. Huge Cardinal baseball fan. You know, Cardinals just uh, finished up a series with the Pirates on to Boston in uh, one of the most iconic parks in Major League Baseball. Fenway Park is, uh, I've only been there one time, and I, I absolutely love the place. Wrigley and Fenway are are just, I, I hope they never go away. You know, both uh, parks have been updated and spruced up. Uh, in, in recent memory, last 10, 15 years, you know, um, when I was at Fenway, 
They didn't have the seats above the Green Monster. That's where I got to someday see a game from. Right, so be awesome. Fenway, yeah, Fenway is a fabulous place. I love Wrigley Field. I know players don't like it, but I'm not a player. I don't have to go by the same standards. <laughs> um, and I just, I, I just, I'll never forget the first time I walked in and through the from the concourse out into the seats. That church of baseball look as you come through, and the green of the ivy and the brown dirt and, and the scoreboard and I absolutely love those parks. You know, um, some of them needed to go. Uh, Old Comiskey Park was an absolute dump and rat trap. Uh, In its prime, it was probably terrific. Uh, Tiger Stadium, Old Tiger Stadium was pretty cool. But, um, you know, the fact that we can hang on to Wrigley and Fenway for as long as we can, I think is good for the game. Yeah, absolutely. You know, that was one of the things that, uh, you know, these these ballparks were built – into already existing ground streets and everything else that couldn't be moved at that yeah. time. Yeah, that's exactly right. And now, you know, when when, when things changed 30 years ago, um, uh, beginning with Camden Yards, and, you know, what's, what's funny is Comiskey, they tore down and built a new Comiskey right before everybody understood what that retro look was going to do for the game. And so Comiskey is a little bit, you know, of, a, of an eyesore, not an eyesore, that's not fair. I think the park isn't as bad as some people say, but it's not as good as the ones that immediately followed it. Um, but, but you know, the game became, people started to understand what the fans want. And one of the great things about baseball is history. And whether you're talking about Bush Stadium or, or Coors Field or, or um, you, you know, so many of the new ones, Camden Yards, that um, – They've recaptured some of that, and so I think it's all good. No, I agree 100% with you, too, and, and you know, you do have to face it. I mean, especially teams that have – or, excuse me, especially cities that have multiple teams in there that are vying for that entertainment dollar from the patron, you've got to give uh, – you know, you got to give people what they want to come to the ballpark. Yeah, you know, not to get too deep into old man history stuff, but, but you know, when they – when Shea Stadium – I think it was Shea was first. Somebody might correct me. But Shea and Oakland Coliseum and the Astrodome and Bush Stadium and River, all those cookie cutters, multi-purpose, right. they, say they serve ne- neither purpose well. And so it took a long time, because you can't just tear them down again, and so it took a long time. They had to get run down. Um, so it took a long time to get where stadiums needed to be. And now some of the, some of the good designs are, are getting old like Kansas City wants to move downtown. I've always loved Kaufman and it's a great ballpark, but they need to they need to they feel like they need to move it closer into the city and um and I'm sure they're going to do that really soon. So it just keeps evolving and changing and we're really lucky that that uh the DeWitts were able to have a focus and a vision, keep the ballpark downtown, keep it vibrant and um with a design that kind of fit what we're talking about. No, absolutely. We got a beautiful stadium here. Beautiful. Come in, sit in, look at the arch, everything else around it. It's just fantastic. Hey, I want to talk a little about uh, some of the, uh, I'll call them the young guns the, that have really come up yeah. and uh, really just have turned it on. I mean, uh, Nolan Gorman, I mean, he's he is everything that we've expected uh, since we've been hearing his name several years ago. And I would tell you he's a little better. I'd read an anonymous scouting report Oh, a couple of weeks before he came up, that said he was a substance. He was not a big league defender at second base. Well, 
to this point, we're only a few weeks in, I dispute that. Um, he, I'm, he's not going to be Robbie Alomar or for old-timers like me, Bill Mazeroski, uh, but I think he's done a very nice job for a kid playing in which is virtually a new position for him. Sure. I think he is better than than um, uh, better than we thought he might be. And you know what I love about him is – uh, intentionally taking the ball to left center and left field when when the, when the pitch is that way, and that um, that is very impressive to me. No, absolutely, absolutely. Uh, some of the other ones, how about, you know, one of my favorite Juan Yepes. I mean, this guy is <laughs> he's been on fire here. You know, um, the Pez dispenser is <laughs> terrific, and I think that um, I think w- when O'Neill starts hitting, Juan's going to have some trouble getting some at bats. And as a couple more guys get healthy, Cardinals may have to make a decision. There may, I want underline may, come a point where you say, we really like Juan, but he's going to be better served um, getting at bats every day at AAA. I'm not saying that's going to happen. Sure. But we, we may get to a point that the numbers game could, could put him back in Memphis. But I think he's got a terrific future. I really like watching him play. And then the other guy we haven't got to is Brendan Donovan, who um, kind of snuck up on uh, on some of us who who don't dive deep into the into the minor leagues all the time. And um, what a terrific ball player! And again, a guy who by design goes the other way. I dare you to put the uh, shift on. Watch this, <laughs> and we'll shoot balls to the left side. You get him inside. You throw a uh, a nothing curveball in there, and he rakes it into the corner. He can play every position. I mean, he he is a ball player. And, and again, I think because of his plate coverage and willingness to go deep in counts and hit with two strikes, that I don't think he's a flash in the pan. I don't think he's a guy, oh, we're going to get the book on him, and he's not going to be good. I don't think that's going to happen with him. No, I agree. And that's that was one of the things I was going to bring up is it seems like he is just very disciplined at the plate. Yeah, uh, beyond his years, um, our pal Rob Raines did a, a, a comprehensive piece on him on his website today or yesterday and, you know, talked about he's always been kind of that scrappy and in a complimentary tone, uh, dirtbag guy that does whatever it takes to win, learns how to play, learned how to play the game the right way, um, including, and as, you, and as you alluded to, specifically, the way he approaches at bats and never gives one away very early, obvious, very early. The league is going to try to adapt to him. How does he adapt to what they do? And that's always the cat and mouse game, especially with rookies. Yeah. That's the, that's the thing. When you see the teams around the second and third time around the league and see how things change and how they pitch to him. Yeah, exactly right. And, and um, I'm anxious to see how it works. And I love the fact that, Ali Marmel now has weapons, and if a guy is struggling a little bit or if it doesn't look like he fits uh, uh, a certain metrics profile against a given pitcher, that he has options. He's not saying, well, we'll just move this guy to the bottom of the order and hope for the best. He's got options and weapons um, that he can mix and match with. Yep, you're absolutely right. Uh, One last question I got for you. What do you think of our two new pitchers, uh, uh, Yadier Molina and uh, Albert Pujols? Well, you know, when you're up by nine or ten, <laughs> it's nice to have guys that will throw strikes. Now, often their strikes end up in the seats. But, um, no, I tell you what, the, um, this uh, retirement tour 
is going to get more and more fun as the summer goes on, especially if the Cardinals, and I expect they will, remain contenders. Um, I was so fortunate to cover Albert from day one in spring training, and I'll tell you this, and I'm absolutely convinced of it, he smiled more in this, if you count spring training, three and a half months than he did the whole first 11 years, years he was here. And to see him going out with a smile on his face, contributing to a winning club, that's the way it's supposed to go. He's supposed to go out. I'm really, really happy for him. Yeah, there's no pressure on him whatsoever. None at all. No, and when they use him in the place that he's still really dangerous against left-handed pitching, the numbers don't lie. He will still eat up left-handed pitching, and there's a huge value for that. Yeah, my son asked me when uh, when the Cardinals signed him, he's like, well, Dad, what do you think about this? You know, I mean, he's older, didn't really have a good seasons in, you know, in uh, in L.A. I said, he's still Albert Pujols. Yeah. So there you go right there. He, he, absolutely right. And then he probably got overused against right-handed pitching early because there weren't a lot of options. Corey Dickerson, the lefty, wasn't hitting well. But then th- – as we said, Donovan and Gorman come up, left-handed bats that you can get in there. And I think it, it – look, every coach in every sport, their job is to put their players in a position to be successful. Now you can more do that with holes and those left-handed hitters. Ollie's in a pretty good position, I think. Nope, you're absolutely right. Hey, Bob, I want to thank you so much for uh, joining us here on the program and uh, hanging out with us, talking a little baseball. Let's do it real soon. I, and We just had a great time. Anytime. I love talking uh, baseball. Love being on KMOX, and it won't be too long. I think it's 143 days until college basketball begins. So looking forward to it, and we'll talk soon. That's right. Billiken's going to be ranked this year. Yeah, I think most of the prognosticators, the early, early, early stuff, certainly have them top 30. We'll see what happens. Yep, absolutely. Bob Ramsey, thanks so much for joining us on the program. My pleasure. Thanks. Folks, that's Bob Ramsey. That's right, the voice of the Billikens, hanging out with us here on KMOX Sports Open Line. We're going to do a little bit of business. Still talking baseball. It is the strike zone, my friends. Rob Raines coming up next. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.
That's right, my friends. Sports Open Line here on KMOX tonight on this hot Thursday night. Greg Damon hanging out with you all the way till 8 o'clock. We are still in the strike zone, and What's on Deck is sponsored by Chesterfield Fence and Deck. Of course, you can check them out at ChesterfieldFenceAndDeck.com. Excuse me, ChesterfieldFence.com. And welcome back to KMOX's Sports Open Line. We're going to visit with uh, Rob Rains. He's a Cardinals beat writer on STL Sports Page. And, Rob, thanks so much for uh, joining us here on the Strike Zone. I'm happy to be here, Greg. How are you? I'm doing fantastic. How about yourself on this hot Thursday? Trying to stay cool. Yeah, That's right, trying to stay cool. That's what everybody's doing. Hey, I uh, want to talk a little about uh, Cardinal baseball, obviously. Let's just jump right into it. Let's talk about uh, Miles Michaelis' yeah. almost no-hitter the other night. Boy, that was uh, that was sure exciting to watch, that's for sure. I, I, I just hated to see it getting broke up. Yeah, I really kind of thought when he got the, through the start of the ninth that, that maybe he might get it. You know, you, you've seen guys come close before. Michael Walker a couple times in recent years. One, one, you know, 2013, the exact same way, two outs in the ninth inning. But, you know, once, uh, once he got those first two outs, I thought he might have a shot. But I understand, you know, it, it was it was tough that, you know, they got the hit there. But I, if, if you're going to lose a no-hitter on, a, on one out to go in the ninth, I'd rather it be on a, a you know, solid hit that, you right. know, Right. Was, a, was a legitimate, you know, well-earned, you know, hit. Then, then you know, the one like where Walker lost his, you know, when Ryan Zimmerman just hit it like a little chinky infield single. Um, and I know what Bader was doing, I mean, and all the outfielders. I mean, they were playing in shout more shallow than they normally do because they wanted to cut down that that little bloop hit, you know. And I guess sure. with the guy who was batting, Cal Mitchell, who's only had eleven, only had eleven hits in the big leagues, a rookie. You know, they thought there was a lot better chance of him hitting a little flare behind second base than it would have been hitting a ball to the center field wall. So they were playing the percentages, and it just didn't work out. He got close. I don't know, maybe inches a foot, something like that, away from from catching it, but uh, was was also close. But it just it, it just goes to show again how how hard it, it is to get a no hitter and how how fluky it is. You know that some some days it happens and some days it doesn't. I mean, you look at you know, as great a catcher as Yadier Molina is, as many years as he has in the big leagues, he's never caught one. You know, as look as uh, you know the fact that there hasn't been one by either team in St. Louis at the new at the new ballpark. There hasn't you know Cardinal hasn't thrown a no hitter in St. Louis since Bob Force in 1983. So those things are just you know really really hard to get, and that's why it makes it so special. Yeah, I guess Bud Smith was on a road. Is that correct? Correct. Yeah, and so okay. yeah, him and us too in '99. So yeah, <clears throat> yeah, absolutely. I I got to ask you. So as a player. You know, as Miles is on the mound, do you think do you think he gets jitters? Do you think he watches it? Do you think he can block it out? Well, I think the pitcher knows. I think everybody in the ballpark knew. You know, anytime you know, it's one of those old traditions that, a, and especially a guy like Miles, you know, he's he's always active in the dugout. He wants to talk to everybody. You know, he's he's a very you know fun loving kind of guy. And the tradition in baseball is when a pitcher's got a no hitter going, you leave him alone. You know, right. so he he got kind of bored out there. You know, in between innings, nobody would talk to him. He had to sit in the in the dugout and and all by himself. So that gives you know, gives you even more time to think about it. So it's and that's why you know you don't see you know guy a guy low six maybe seven. No hit innings, but then it gets you know broken up more times than not. Sometime along the seventh or eighth inning, so just to get to as close that he as he did is still you know pretty historic in in you know Cardinal lore over the years. Right. So let's flip it around a little bit. So here you are up to bat. You got eleven big league hits. I mean, are you? You, you think oh, you're players with house, oh, Yeah, I think you're playing with house money at that point. You know, there's no pressure on the hitter. I mean, he knows he knows that the pressure's on the pitcher. You know, he's just up there trying to to do his thing. And if he does, great. And if if you know if he doesn't, then you know the, you tip your cat for the pitcher. So yeah, I, I think everybody, but everybody on on 
you know, the other team wants to break up a no hitter. They don't they don't want to be no hit, that's for sure. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, these guys are all professional athletes. They all compete to win every day and mm-hmm. you know, still don't want to they don't they don't want to throw the goose egg up. There's no doubt about that. Hey, let's no, talk about Go ahead. I'm sorry. Pittsburgh, I was going to say Pittsburgh already had a game this year where they they you know they they threw a no hitter and lost the game. So they, they don't have that happen again. You know, too. That was that, that's an even rarer occurrence. Hey, let's talk about uh, Jack Flaherty on the mound. Uh, you know, he was obviously on a pitch count, and uh, mm-hmm. he even said he was uh, nervous and had to slow himself down. Um, yeah. You know, it seems like seems like Jack's been uh, kind of injured here the last couple of years. You think this is going to be a continuing trend? No, I don't think so. I mean, I think yeah, he really hasn't pitched a whole lot for the last three years because of the you know, COVID first, and then and then the way they brought him back, and then now the shoulder thing. But it, he's he's still young. He's a terrific, talented, ta- talented guy. And I'm not, you know, once he gets you know back in in rhythm and back in sync and and you know throwing every fifth day and, and stuff, I I think he'll be fine. I mean, to certainly have the whole second half of the season plus to go. Uh, it's a lot of starts, you know. Eight, seventeen, eighteen starts probably that he will make this season. So that's a lot of time for him to get to get right. And as long as that shoulder is okay and that he's he's healthy, he's going to be fine. So yeah, I, I'm a little surprised that he had so many so many nerves, but I think it was just because of the long layoff. Oh, absolutely. And the fact that he that he you know didn't really have he only had two rehab starts in the minor leagues. You know, which which in retrospect probably was a, a mistake in judgment. You know, they probably should have done at least one more. But I don't know. He might have hit the same even after one more rehab start in the minors. He might have still had the same anxiety and nerves and stuff of getting back on the mound the first time. But now that's out of the way, so you don't have to worry about that again. What about uh, coming up here in uh, Boston, Adam Wainwright versus Michael Waka? Yeah, that'll be fun. Well, yeah, that's going to be a great – I mean, that's, everybody's going to tune in for that. Waka has been pitching really good for them. You know, he, he's had – you know, he's kind of – probably been out of sight, out of mind for a lot of Cardinal fans after the last couple of years because he, he pitched for the Mets, then he went to Tampa Bay and not a, not a, you know had some injuries, stuff of his own that he was kind of dealing with. But he's he's been off to a really good start for them. And we know, I, I think Wainwright will be excited to get up there. It's just, you know, he did, of course, pitch in the playoffs up there, but didn't World Series, but has not made a start in Fenway in the regular season in his career. So that's kind of a rarity by itself. So, you know, this is, as much as I'm not really a fan of, of interleague play, which I know is, you know, going to change next year when you're going to play everybody every year. But I, the, the kind of series where you go to Yankee Stadium or go to Fenway, that, that that is fun. I mean, I think you you tune in for those games a little bit more than you would some, you know, Pittsburgh or, you know, Cincinnati or somebody like that. Nope, absolutely. Can't, can't agree more. So let's uh, let's talk a little about uh, Paul DeYoung. Uh, mm-hmm. down, I mean, he's he's actually playing really well now. Yeah, he got off to that start. I went down and saw him about a week or so after he uh, after he got sent back to Memphis. We had a really long conversation. He got real, you know, in depth. I think comments about you know what he was going through and how he was going to try to fight his way out of it. And I think he's finally started to to do that and turn around a little bit now. Where it's going to lead, I don't know because I'm not sure exactly what possible role he might have in St. Louis right now. The way that everybody else is kind of gelling a little bit, maybe kind of be a, a DH or a late, you know, kind of slide around when he could move out and back to second and he could go into short in the, in the late innings or something if you're ahead. But, you know, I, I think that the, the best thing for him, the best way for him to get back to the big leagues, whether it's in St. Louis or somewhere else, is just to do exactly what he's doing, which is keep his head down and work hard and, and try to you know, hopefully get some results. And it's not it's not even so much the home runs or the results. It's just about the way that he's swinging the bat and the way that, you know, he's, he's kind of um, – getting back in the rhythm of, of doing things the right way that he gotten kind of straight away so far away from. So over the last couple of years, so it's, I, I'm happy for him that he's playing well and that hopefully he's going to give himself another chance to get back to the big leagues. You know, I, I, I really congratulate him for saying, yeah, you know what? You want to send me down? That's great. I'm going to go down and I'm going to work hard and I'm going to do that. There's a lot of big, big league players that uh, wouldn't accept that assignment. 
Well, he would have had to be released if he didn't do it. I mean, he right. had about a month. There's about a month left under the terms of the basic agreement where the Cardinals could option him, and he really had no choice if he, you know, if he wanted to to continue playing, but to accept the assignment. Now, if he'd gotten past that five years of service time, which was, I say, would he would have hit probably about a month later than they made the move, then he could have had the right to refuse the assignment and become a free agent. But you know, I think he he knew that he had to play better than he was playing. I mean, you know, everybody in baseball, you know, you're your own worst critic, you know, as a player. I mean, you, you think that, you know, uh, everybody else has their own opinion about what you're doing, media included and, and fans included, but the player knows more better than anybody else. And, and a player is going to be harder on himself than anybody else. So he knew he wasn't right. He knew he wasn't right. helping the team and he knew he had to find some, find some way to fix that. Yeah. Speaking of that, uh, somebody that a lot of folks here in St. Louis were down on, how about uh, Matt Carpenter up in New York, <laughs> man, that guy's turned it on. I'm happy for him too because I, I think no matter what happens the rest of the season, and if he retires at the end of the season, at least his career is going to end on a little better note than it would have had it ended after the last couple of years in St. Louis. So I'm happy for him for that. And I think the Yankees, I give the Yankees credit for for going out and getting him because it's kind of like when they traded for Luke Voigt a few years ago. You know, I mean, Carpenter's got exactly the kind of swing that's going to hit home runs at Yankee Stadium and in some of those other other you know American League ballparks, which are smaller ballparks. I think some of the balls that he set for home runs in Yankee Stadium would be outs on the warning track in St. Louis. So I give the Yankees credit for figuring that out and for going out and getting him, and I give Matt credit for sticking with it and, and uh, having some success. As I say, I'm happy happy for him that no matter what happens the rest of his career, he's got a little bit more of a positive way to, to end things here than how they ended in St. Louis. Yeah, absolutely. Hey, Rob, thanks so much for uh, joining us here on the program tonight. And, uh, man, love talking baseball with you. Let's, uh, let's circle back and get back on it real soon. Anytime. Happy to do it. Thanks. All right. Thanks so much. That's Rob Rains. He's a Cardinal beat writer for STL Sports Page. You're listening to KMOX's Sports Open Line. My name is Greg Damon. We're going to do a little business. Coming back up, we're going to talk strike zone. Going to be a little different strike zone. Devin Alexander is going to be in the, up next. Stick around. Welcome back to the Strike Zone. Powered by Graybar on America's Sports Voice, KMOX. That's right, KMOX Sports Open Line. You're listening to the Strike Zone here tonight on KMOX Sports Open Line. My name's Greg Damon, hanging out with you on this uh, tepid, tepid Thursday night, this hot Thursday night here in the heart of mid-America. Well, folks, we're still in the Strike Zone, but I want to bring in our next guest. This man knows a lot about throwing strikes, only not necessarily on the field, in the boxing ring. Hey, Devin Alexander joins us here. He's the unified w- WBC IBF light welterweight champion, also the IBF welterweight champion, and he joins us here on uh, KMOX's Sports Open Line. Devin, how you doing, my friend? My man, how you doing, Greg, my man? Thank um, you, thank you, thank you for having me on. You bet, you bet. And uh, I got to tell you, Devin, I also love calling you my friend as well. Uh, we've known each other for quite some time, and man, what a what a great what a great athlete, what a great success story you are for St. Louis. Here in uh, in the world of boxing, yeah, yes, I, I worked I worked hard my whole life. The journey started when I was seven years old. Um, I didn't I didn't when I first went to that gym. I didn't know it was going to turn out to be what it was today. I was just doing something to make sure I stay off the streets, make sure I don't get in trouble, make sure I kept myself busy. That's all I did it for, and they end up changing my life for the better, and they end up taking me. To things that my life didn't think it would become, you know, because where I come from, you don't usually get to those places that I've been. 
Um, you either end up dead or in jail. So I'm grateful and thankful that I was able to stay focused and make it to the top of the boxing game. Yeah, absolutely. Grew up in Hyde Park neighborhood. I got to tell you, Devin. So, so folks, listen to uh, KMOX. Devin is all over social media. I got to tell you, Devin, you're one of the most positive people I've ever met in my life. Uh, I, my my dad taught me that. that. That was one of the things he always told me. Um, every tournament, I mean, every tournament, he didn't matter. It didn't matter how good I was. He always say, "That's good. Always stay humble." You know, he was never excited. He was never jumping for joy. I told him I won this, the biggest tournament ever. He's like, it's good, son. Make sure you stay humble. You know, treat people like you want to be treated. And, and you're nobody, nobody. I don't care how much you got. You can have a million dollars. You can have a dollar. Treat everybody the same. So that's where I got it from. Yep, absolutely. 27-7 and seven with one draw. Uh, I got to tell you, how do you do this? How do you go from one weight class to another weight class and win a championship? <laughs> oh, man, hard work, hard. People don't understand how hard boxing is. People don't understand just how hard. Where anybody who's done some boxing training to say it, say they know just how long three minutes are, or is how how long a fight can be. They know for sure. And, you know, they'll be huffing and puffing when they do their boxing training. Like, how do you guys do that for 12 rounds? You know, so it it, it took me hard work. Um, Boxing is 90% mental and 10% physical, to be honest. Because mentally you got to be able to say, man, I'm going to go on and take her business and do what I got to do. I don't care who who I fight. He could be the strongest person or the weakest person. I'm going there and get the job done. So it takes hard work, dedication, and confidence. We're visiting with Alexander the Great, Devin Alexander, two-time, uh, two-time boxing championship or champion. And uh, Devin, how do you how do you get the how do you get the mental state of wanting to get into a ring and just you know just start throwing, just start throwing, and and trying to avoid getting hit. Oh man, that's that's a good good question because I get that question a lot. I get that question a lot, and when I try to tell people, I try to tell people because a lot I get a lot of people that say I want to box, man. They see me do it. They see other people do it. They say I want to box, man. I want to box, man. Put me in there, please. So I usually say, Nah, I can't do that, man. I say you're a good dude, man. You don't, nah. So if a person keep asking me, and I I have did this plenty of times, if a person keep asking me, I usually take them to the gym, teach them how to fight a little bit, and put them in there to spar for the first time. Usually after they spar, they don't come back <laughs> because the mental aspect that you gotta have is through the roof. You gotta be able to take a good shot and say okay. And come back and get yours, and it's mentally mentally exhausted for a person who don't have that mental capability to do that. You know, so it takes it takes a a lot in boxing. And me personally, I don't want my son to do it because I know how time consuming and how 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 dangerous it is. Because you got to have a certain level of focus and drive and kind of be, you know, kind of crazy to want to get hit for a living. But some people, you know, have that in them. And 
I had the heart and I had the ability to do it, so um, I was able to do it. But it's tough. It's a tough sport. You talk about uh, we got a couple minutes left here. You you know you talk about uh, uh, how hard it is and how hard it is to take a punch. I I remember watching your last fight and and I didn't even know it till I talked to you. It's like you tore your bicep while you were fighting and you still kept fighting the rest of the rounds. Oh yeah, oh yeah. That was that was my first time experiencing something like that too. Uh, in my last fight, uh, the first round I came out, I was feeling good the whole whole first round. And all of a sudden, I threw a punch, and I felt a sting in my arm. And I didn't understand, like, huh? Oh, wait, what? You know, what What was that? So, you know, of course, I'm a f- professional, and mentally I'm going to keep keep, um, keep at it. And then I tried to throw it again. I said, oh, my God, something is wrong with my arm, and I cannot throw this thing. So I had to mentally just, just do what I can. Let my opponent opponent not know that I'm hurt and make it through this thing out of here. Uh, I, you know, I got to tell you, man, it's, I, I've watched many of your fights. I think you're just a, a, a fantastic boxer in in the in the sense of, you know, you're you're always targeting the person. Uh, what what are you going to do now? So what's what's up next for Devin Alexander? Devin Alexander, I got two more fights in my contract. Um, with Al Heyman. I have two more fights, so I'm going to fulfill that. But I got a lot of things that I want to do outside of boxing that I'm, that I'm working on, especially starting my own promotion to get the kids that want to box, get them in the ring, you know, and get them to fight and, and um, doing some, something physical, get them off the games. I got a lot of things. I love working in kids, working with kids. I mean, I absolutely love working with kids, and those that's that's my passion. So after I retire, if you want to see me, you'll see me working with the kids and motivating kids to uh, do something positive in their life. That, that's what I that's what I'm working on. But I got two more fights on my contract, so I'm working on my next fight now. So. Um, I'll make sure to let you guys know for sure what I'm going to be doing. You bet, you bet. We're going to have you back on uh, when you, right before your next fight. So, when what timeline do you think it have? We got about ten seconds. Uh, I'm timeline. I'm thinking about about next uh, end of July. I'm thinking. All right, fantastic. Well, champ, I got to tell you, thanks so much for joining us here on uh, Sports Open Line tonight. Always great to talk to you, man. We'll talk real soon. I'm going to have you back on before your next fight. Absolutely. Thank you for having me, my man. I, I, I enjoy being on. Thank you so much. Hey, that's okay. the champ, Devin Alexander, two-time uh, champion in boxing, hanging out with us here. Folks, that's going to about wrap up KMOX's Sports Open Line, the Strike Zone. I hope you had as much fun tonight as I did. My name is Greg Damon, and uh, we'll be back soon with all sorts of great stuff as well. Again, folks, it's the Strike Zone. Coming to you from Sports Open Line on KMOX. Thanks a lot. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Protect your vehicle.
vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.